Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. So this is season three of the Rebel and Muse podcast, and we're kicking it off with a very special guest. Well, this is uh, like our, our sensei. Our sensei. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say guru, but like a sensei. <laughs> she is our friend, our sister, uh, my mentor for sure. Our teacher. Business partner and uh, longtime, just a, a really amazing person, longtime friend of ours. And she is Danielle Fowler. She is the founding director and lead instructor of the True Nature School of Yoga. And this is the, the school that Kaleo and I both attended for our yoga teacher training. And Danielle has uh, multiple accreditations. She has uh, a master's in the, the yoga studies from Loyola Marymount University and is a very advanced yoga teacher. And we're here today to talk about all things yoga teacher training because there is so much out there mm-hmm. um, that I, I think it could probably get a little confusing as to, to where to go and, and to how to choose the proper school for you. So welcome, Danielle. Hello. Hi. Thanks for ha- thank you for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you. So we want to jump right into it. Um, first of all, Kaleo and I, if you've missed the episode previously when we had Danielle Fowler on, Kaleo and I were both students of True Nature School of Yoga. And I was in the, I guess you would call it the inaugural class back in 2008. And that was a, a 200-hour, um, kind of a, 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 what would you call the 200-hour yoga teacher training? Well, I, I would definitely say that it's the it's a starting point, a foundation for the foundation. Yeah, for a lifelong practice and an intro into the world of teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. And it was transformational. I, it wasn't just a teacher pr- training program where I learned more about yoga and how to teach it. I learned more about myself. And after taking the 200-hour a few years later, I took your 300-hour advanced teacher training program. And that was even even more. It refined my teaching. It refined my uh, journey, my path of this, this yoga studies. And it was just, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever done. And then Kaleo, you took the teacher training back in, what year was that? 2014? I think so. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah, so now he is a also a registered 200-hour yoga teacher. Uh-huh, and um, the immersion of that whole um, teaching program was one of the best things I think I've ever experienced. Yeah, it is a very transformational aspect of teacher training. So we want to talk about um, just all things True Nature School of Yoga and what makes this unique from other programs that you're going to find out there. So Danielle, take the floor. Sure. Thank you, Melanie Kaleo. It's it's so fun being on this platform with you all. Um, I, I have to say that I've been reflecting a lot about the teaching of yoga recently because um, as we head into 2021, I recently realized that it marks 20 years of me teaching yoga. Wow. And I know. And so I've been really thinking about, wow, 20 years, it goes really fast and yet so much has happened i feel that you know yoga while it has really changed and adapted and um 
you know, over over two decades that I've been teaching, many parts of it have uh, been, you know, altered. And yet there's this one thing that kind of still remains the same. And and that is that asana, you know, the postures of yoga is still synonymous with yoga. Like when you just recently said to me, Melanie, or when you were introducing saying that I was an advanced uh, yogi or yogini, uh, I bet most people would think that I stand on my head for an hour every day. (laughs) True. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that when I said that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of where our culture in the West is still at in relationship to yoga. And this is, um, and, and, you know, I believe is a disservice to what yoga has to offer and a disservice to yoga practitioners because... When we look at yoga as being synonymous with asana, we're limiting the potential of this tradition to bring like immense fulfillment into our lives mm-hmm. and amazing contributions to our communities. So that's something I've been really thinking about as I head into this 20th year anniversary of mine of teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. Wow, 20 years. That's amazing. You're right. I mean, there's so much more to yoga. I think I I wrote this in your newsletter when you interviewed me that I had practiced yoga, the asanas, for many, many years. And I never really thought about taking a teacher training. And then when I had you as my my asana teacher, I just was so um, drawn to you and drawn to your teachings because not only were you teaching, you taught amazing alignment and and poses and asana but it was the deeper aspects that really got me interested and my very first class with you I don't I don't even remember what it was but in meditation behind my eyes I was just crying and it just it really resonated because you bring in this uh, beautiful reverence of the ancient wisdom the ancient tradition of yoga but you make it so relatable to our modern our modern challenges our modern uh, you know, everything that we're going through. And so having this, um, I guess, introduction way back then, I think this was in 2008, of the the true meaning of yoga, of all these deeper aspects of it was, was again, I'm going to say the word again, transformational. And it really got me excited about this path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what got me excited about yoga. I have to say, like, I came into it through the physical and I stayed because of the uh, psychological and spiritual benefit that it brought to my life. It, it gave me a, uh, a model for how I could explore my own, uh, like my own wounds and my own areas of my life that needed inquiry and needed transformation. And also it validated a lot of what I felt about, you know, how we treat each other and how we treat the earth. And so for, for me, I stuck with yoga because of everything else other than asana if that makes sense and yet i still do downward dog i was just doing a downward dog about a half hour ago so you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we still crave that that movement that physical movement of course yeah but there's been so many people countless people that have done the true nature school of yoga programs not because they wanted to teach yoga, but because they were drawn to this aspect of of learning more about themselves and using this as a tool on their path. So the, I see, I have heard that from, from many people who have gone through the program. 
Yeah, I, I think that's because in in the school we focus a lot on the the concept of right reducing suffering and the concept of as humans we will suffer. And mm-hmm. so when we're going about our human life, there are going to be things we want and and that we get and that we want and don't get and that we don't want and we get and we don't <laughs> want and we don't get. So <laughs> You know, like there's this constant um, flux with our suffering. And, you know, yoga has so many great techniques, practices, inquiries, contemplative uh, uh, teachings that allow for us to look at that suffering through new eyes or through our through fresh senses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And instead of attaching to those, somehow breaking that attachment to the suffering and then feeling ourselves for who we really, really are. Uh, so for me, that's been like the, the driving force behind why I love teacher trainings. And of course, I love asana and I love teaching people, um, you know, how to structure a class and all of that. But I think that what our current culture is in need of is these the the aspects that are allowing us to dive deeper into our own essence Mm -hmm. you know i am so grateful for this path of yoga and all the tools that i've learned throughout the years for getting me through this year you know, getting me through mm-hmm. all the challenges that I've experienced. And um, it just feels like I have a lot of um, a lot of resources in my back pocket. So when I'm feeling confused or when I'm feeling um, unsure, uncertain, I can really go deep into either meditation, pranayama, even the asanas make me feel good and allow me to get out of my body, you know, get out of my head and into my body a little bit to release some of the stress that that we've been experiencing for this year. So I think this is a perfect time to either begin a yoga practice or a training or a journey or to deepen your yoga practice and double down on all of these tools that are are so beneficial. I am. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, Danielle. It's 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 going to be the the first time having a teacher training um, online, or have you already done this before? Um, I have not done a yoga teacher training online. In fact, I'll be totally honest. I was very resistant to the idea in the very beginning of you know all yoga going online, as we see you know many yoga studios closing down permanently and some of them temporarily and i i resisted it at first and then as i began teaching online and running workshops and doing you know extended days i i realized what uh amazing power (laughs) this you know that zoom has to connect us and the moment again like melanie said these teachings really help us get through a lot of our resistances and this this difficult year we've all been experiencing the moment i started really applying the uh the yogic teachings and the practices i real and i and i let go of that resistance and i fully embraced the idea of online yoga because i've i've taught other courses online i've i've taught online for a few years now um, but not necessarily 
you know, yoga, so to speak. So I, re- I resisted at first. I did it anyway, which is one of my mottos, you know, look your resistance in the face and do it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm terrified of being on camera. I just do it, you know, do it anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so after doing it anyway, for long enough, a few months in, I was like, you know, I, I actually really enjoy this. And, you know, people were providing good feedback and being grateful for, as as you know, like providing this modality in an accessible way that people can uh, participate in mm-hmm. at, at any time from anywhere. <laughs> right. I know from anywhere. And that's what's really exciting, I think, is the technology right now that has been um, created or or refined, maybe even made better for to allow for everyone to come together in community. And mm-hmm. let's talk about the benefits of this of and the opportunities of online training. Yeah, so I think there's there's the obvious ones, right? Like the ones that you just said, like we mm-hmm. can have a broader reach geographically um, and make it more accessible to a w- wider range of, of folks. And along the accessibility is that... Um, you know, for, for people who are a little bit more shy or introverted, they might feel more comfortable in their own home mm-hmm. and it might be also convenient for people, right? So that saves us time and resources. We don't have to travel to and from the studio. We don't have to get on a plane and go to teacher training like I've done in the past. Um, so I think those are some obvious ones. And then some some not so obvious ones that I've realized recently is that there's this level of intimacy about people who participate in in the training or in classes, how they get to see like a snapshot of me at home and how I get to see a little bit of their environment. And, and there's there's a personal feel of being in somebody's living room or in their office mm-hmm. or, you I know, agree. you get to, you get to see their pets. You know, my cat is constantly is making a special appearance. <laughs> and, you know, I'm always encouraging people to let their pets like come in and, and you see family members in the background and you see like a painting on the wall. And, um, and I also think it has this great way to empower people to really own their personal practice mm-hmm. and to tend to their personal space and make it a space that they want to be in and, mm. and a, that's you know, really like, good, Danielle. That's really good. I, I love the fact that, um, yeah, because, and I hate to cut you off, but that what you just said was fantastic because they're going to have an association with their home, with their practice. So instead of having to go to a studio to mm-hmm. practice what they're going to do, they're like, wait a minute, I do this at home. I can bust this out right now. Right. Because mm-hmm. ultimately we want all of our students, at, you know, as yoga teachers, we want all of our students practicing at home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We want them to to learn from us to the point where they don't need us anymore, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think this is, this is empowering them to get one step closer, right, to not needing us anymore. They're already in their living room. Yeah, I completely agree. Di- yeah. And, and what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have a, a, a dedicated yoga space or um, you know, doesn't have a room that they can have this serene space to to do teacher training. Because I think, it, like you said, I think it brings an aspect of um, of intimacy with the pets and with the family members. I mean, I think that's a beautiful aspect of it. But what would you say to someone who might be a little 
um, nervous or shy about that, bringing someone into their home? Yeah, I would say uh, get creative, <laughs> like really sit down and say, hey, how can I make this space comfortable for me to practice something that will like like shift my consciousness mm -hmm. and i just know okay so one of the teachings of yoga is cleanliness purification shaucha when you know many of us know this i just know like when i clean my space it doesn't matter if the cat's here my husband's here the tv's on in the background but if i clean my space if i do a little vacuuming a little dusting the space all of a sudden takes on like this the this feeling of sacredness or if I light a candle like do something as simple as lighting a candle mm -hmm. um, I also recently created these intention cards and I'll just put a little intention card on the top of my mat and so again it doesn't matter if there's some commotion going on around me if I have something to focus on Sometimes I'll bring my mala and I'll put my mala at the top of my mat. Mm -hmm. So I would say just little things you can do. But I, I am a that. big advocate of cleaning up your space, like a big <laughs> advocate. And I will I will just, you know, constantly be, be sharing that. And not to mention that it actually does say that in the yogic texts about practicing in a clean space. So. <laughs> yes, practicing in a clean space and, and removing anything you don't use either. Yeah. Yes. I'm just going to throw that in and just dive in. <laughs> Mr. Minimalist. Right. Here. If you want a clean space, get rid of the thing you never use. <laughs> well, and I like that you said minimalist, Melanie, because really we don't need much to practice yoga. I mean, exactly. you do need a, a space as big as your body, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's about all you really need. And you probably already have the props around your house that you need you know, little pillows off your bed and, you know, things like that, that we could really keep it very simple mm -hmm. and minimal. Yeah. Simplicity is, is best, I think. Mm -hmm. And I really love the benefit of, of having a community that you can connect with new people from all over, right? So we yep. might have, you might be introduced to someone in Colorado or in Hawaii or wherever they're coming from. And it's such a, a wonderful time to, to make that connection, to have those connections. So what, what other opportunities do you think we could um, talk about with online training? Yeah, I think one that I've been, because I'm already designing, you know, most of the the process of how this learning will happen. And we'll be using, you know, diverse protocols of education, meaning that there'll be this blended opportunity of a balance of structure of when, you know, all the participants will need to be online together, but also having a lot of flexibility in pre-recorded self-paced content mm -hmm. and where we can, you know, give people a week in advance, a link to a recording or a link to an article or something that we want them to prepare, you know, to watch or to read in advance or to listen to even a podcast of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. Weave that in. And then when we come together, we can keep it really vibrant and alive with interactive discussion, um, both talk, you know, talking and movement. And we'll be doing it. We'll be diving into some meditation as well. So, I, I want to make sure that this is a process of 
like blended learning is what I would call it. It's mm-hmm. not going to be people sitting there looking at a screen being talked at. Uh, exactly. Certainly, certainly there will be times of that, um, but it will be visual. It will be, you know, audio. It will be kinesthetic and, and they will get a really deep experience of being in community as best you can be in community online, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's such a a comprehensive program. And I love how you're recreating it to be not just, you know, a a talking head where you're going to lecture for 12 hours, and have that person just sit there. So it's going to be really fun. I think, and can you talk about the mentor calls? Or is that are we too early on that? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, okay. the, um, we're going to be having monthly mentor calls at least two a month. And mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for the group to get together in a, in a more casual way to have Q&A with the faculty, with all the instructors who are teaching in the program, as well as connecting just mm-hmm. in, a, in, a ca- in a more casual way. The other thing we'll be using is um, buddy groups. And so the advanced training is a year long. You know, we meet one weekend a month for a year, but I'll be assigning buddy groups. And I'm going to do three different buddy groups over the course of the year. So every four months, your buddy group will change. And the idea being that you'll meet with your buddy group, my hope is a minimum of once a month mm-hmm. for them to get together in a casual way and to, you know, check in with each other and see you know, what's going well, if there's any questions they have, or how can they support each other in this process. And, you know, I'll be offering some guidance and how those buddy group uh, sessions can go as well. But um, with the buddy group sessions, the monthly mentor calls, the sort of hybrid approach to uh, the educational protocols of of self-paced pre-recording and the live interactive, I I think that will keep everybody very engaged Mm -hmm. and and not just sitting there expecting to listen to hours and hours of lecture. Right. <laughs> I think this is incredible. Yeah. This is a great way to to bring your your teaching into the new platform where 2020 has um, <laughs> encouraged uh, mm-hmm. this this kind of delivery. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am um, I'm a graduate of yours, and uh, I am so grateful. It's one of the greatest things that I, w- I was able to do. Uh, as far as my my self health, um, mental, physically, and spiritually, to go through the True Nature program, and I'm really the way that I'm hearing this about all the um, the cool uh, tech additives that you're putting into this program. It's making me even more intrigued to pursue my uh, studies of the True Nature Teacher Training Program. Yeah, Clay, I was going to say, maybe you should take it this year. Well, this I, is the year. I've never had more time off from tour in my entire life. So this <laughs> it actually aligns pretty well. Yeah. I know. Too I know. bad it didn't start in March. I know, it would have been right? almost finished. I know. <laughs> so I, I really let, let me just clarify, though, the, the buddy calls and the, or the mentor calls and the buddy groups, those are going to be video too, right? So you can actually Correct. see your buddies and your mentors. Yeah. I think that's such a a beautiful way to integrate multiple aspects of learning um, Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, just those, the, the lectures and yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one more thing that I Mm -hmm. forgot to mention is that um, the group will have its own web page that it will access uh, again, information that we've covered, mm-hmm. as well as um, recorded content that they can access 
you know, at their convenience. So the the hope is is that everyone will be present for the whole training when we're together live interactive as a group but mm-hmm. we all know that life happens right yes <laughs> life happens weddings happen things happen kids are born right mm-hmm. so life happens and if you need to miss something it will be recorded so right. and we will have a platform that participants can visit that's easily accessible for them and that's really is private for them you know, the group. Yeah, that's wonderful because, you know, there could be some hesitation of, well, who knows what's going to happen this year now. But to have that sort of flexibility or additional resource, I think that's a mm-hmm. wonderful idea. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. about recording all of that and, and videoing those that content. Yeah. So how Me are, too. if I can ask you, how are uh, the True Nature School of Yoga programs unique than other things that you may find out there? Yeah, I think, you know, sort of what I was saying in the beginning about um, how I feel that yoga is, you know, it's it's such a broad, vast tradition. And when, for instance, I think most teacher training programs cover, uh, you know, like the yamas and niyamas, right? But the way that True Nature School of Yoga does it is incredibly in-depth, meaning that we don't just cover the yamas and niyamas and say, hey, these are great living principles, but we mm-hmm. <laughs> we we provide specific examples of how we can use these principles, how they can be applied to daily modern life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, I, I, again, I go in-depth about how we can reduce our suffering physically, mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, Mel, I think right now, spiritually. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that we are in a spiritual crisis. And what I mean by that, like in practical terms of when I say we're in a spiritual crisis, mm-hmm. I feel like we're experiencing a deprivation of love. Mm. And, and, you know, in the, in the yoga tradition, it's taught that we are loved. And how many times do we forget, like, how loved we are by the divine mm-hmm. and how we are actually love itself, that we are actually the embodiment of love mm-hmm. <laughs> and that we have this infinite source of love within us to share. And so I think all of this, the practices of yoga, the, the inquiry, the contemplative practices, the physical practices, lead us back to that felt sense of abundance of love instead of that deprivation. And, and what is needed more now than, you know, maybe in recent history, because I do think that in, you know, the long History game, it's, 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 yeah. it's, yeah, the long game has showed us a lot of things here. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I think right now, what we need because of the economic and social inequity, the environmental degradation, like right now, we need to maximize love and kindness and forgiveness. We need to maximize like ethical and environmental sustainable behavior. We need to maximize social and economic justice. And yoga addresses all of this mm-hmm. through like direct practical inquiry 
and it helps us create change within ourselves. And so when, and when I say like change within ourselves, it's actually kind of funny because as, as you know, um, a better way of saying that is that the yoga tradition, if studied and practiced long enough, it actually reveals this love. It reveals the kindness. It reveals this ethical like source of wisdom that is actually who we are instead of us going and running after something, Mm -hmm. it actually helps to reveal. And so I think that is what makes True Nature School of Yoga unique is that we, whether we're teaching asana, meditation, living principles, philosophy, the Bhagavad Gita, the Yoga Sutras, the Upanishads, whatever it is that we're teaching, it's all going back to this main purpose, right, of, of healing that spiritual pain mm-hmm. of not feeling loved, not embracing the love within us, and feeling deprived of, you know, sharing that love. So that to me is, is the ultimate, you know, realization of yoga and of self. Ancient technology for a modern world. And we, uh, yeah, and we need it. <laughs> yes. And we need it more than ever. Yeah. Everyone yeah. out there. See, this is why Danielle's my teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that right ours. there was ours. That right there was exactly why I decided to take the 200 and the 300 with True Nature School of Yoga back in the day. And, you know, to be honest with you, I use all of these techniques daily. And when I went, let's go back to the beginning when I said a lot of people have come into the program not to teach specifically, but to mm-hmm. learn all of these tools for themselves. Well, most of them started teaching, <laughs> right? Because they started clearing themselves and, and remembering this love and this divinity with themselves. And they felt confident and ready. And they wanted to share this amazing practice with others. So it, it's not necessary to want to teach to take these programs, but um, there's a high chance, high probability that even if you're going into it just for your personal expansion, that you you will feel confident to teach. And that was one thing I was I I, I jumped into teacher training because um, I actually approached it with a meditation practice in mind because my meditation practice was in place before um, any uh, asana work. And so what I wanted to do was to maximize my meditation through the teacher training and to, of, of course, learn more of this ancient technology and the tools that I can implement in my day-to-day life that I'm alive in now. Uh, and so it's, it's beautiful to know that um, when I left teacher training I, and graduated, I didn't necessarily have an, any interest to teach but it is interesting how things can unfold in in different ways and even if you're not teaching an asana practice there's so many different ways because yoga is so vast that you can teach in so many different aspects of it Mm -hmm. absolutely i was just talking to a student who is going to be taking the the training next year and he's like but i don't really want to teach like a yoga class you know Mm -hmm. like what Mm -hmm. we again think of as yoga which is asana And I said, well, you could teach breathing, you could teach meditation, you could teach philosophical inquiry. And he's all, oh, (laughs) okay, yeah, I'm in, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So it is such a beautiful tradition. And 
I think there's something for everyone, really. Absolutely. I think so too. And I think the you know, the program is so well rounded and so comprehensive that you are gonna dive deep into the self inquiry and into the tradition, into the philosophy, but you're also going to get everything else. I mean the the chakra yep. system. You're gonna get the asanas, the alignment. Um, how to sequence a class, the business of yoga, which we're adding a new element to the business of yoga now because yep. of everything online. So that's going to be a very exciting um, new addition. Yep. And um, now a big question, why now? Why take a yeah. teacher training program now? Uh, well, my instant response is why not now no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I, know. It's like, I, I, I think I, it's the perfect time yeah, it's actually more than ever needed yeah I think, you know because being you know no right now we have really felt separated from mm -hmm. one another and yoga means coming together it means union it means yoking it means you know conjunction it means coming together mm -hmm. and if we can come together in the spirit of yoga, I think there's an incredible opportunity to come together in other areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we can create a bridge perhaps with, with people and with in relationships that, uh, we've wanted to create but haven't been able to because of some of our stuck energy, like physically in the body or our stuck mindsets, which yoga addresses all of those things. You know, it addresses the, the physicality of, of stuck tension in the body and it addresses the, the rigidity of the mind. And so if we can come together in yoga, like bring ourselves to this path and to a, a yoking, so to speak, of community, then we can take that and bring it into our families, into our jobs, into our, uh, you know, social justice work we do, our, whatever mm -hmm. it is we're doing on the planet. And that has always been my hope is that we kind of do the work on the mat, but do it in community. I was just reading the Bhagavad Gita today, and there's a place in the Bhagavad Gita where Arjuna says, I believe that controlling the mind is as difficult as controlling the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And Krishna responds, without doubt <laughs> right <laughs> the mind is unsteady and difficult difficult to control mm -hmm. right? but with practice and within community if we're doing it together with that support it gets a little easier and we get a little bit more inspired to keep going mm -hmm. when we have those doubts or when the mind is blowing like the wind you know we can bring it back with the support of being in community and being together. I agree. And, and I also think this is the time right now to get together and do things that are going to uplift you. Uh -huh. And like you said, your families, everyone around you will up, be uplifted with this vibration. But also getting together as a community will uplift the community 
<laughs> I mean, just yep. we're, we're raising the vibration of earth with one group at a time. You know, you can mm-hmm. do it one person at a time, but collectively, I think there's much more power. So getting Absolutely. together and doing something so positive and, um, you know, some deep work is going to be really good for all of us and, and for everyone, everyone on the planet, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's really needed right now. So Absolutely. can we talk about some logistics? Um, we sure. have, let's see, the first training that's coming up is an, it's the 300-hour online teacher training, and that begins in January. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that, like you said, begins January 23rd, with, um, and it'll be a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, one weekend a month for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And um, that the advanced teacher training program, you need to have attended a 200-hour training already. Um, you don't have to have finished it or gotten a certificate or anything. You can do that simultaneously, but uh, you do need to have participated in a 200-hour t- in order to take the 300-hour and and get the certificate as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is launching in January. I'm super excited about that. And then the 200-hour which is the foundational training, if you haven't taken any training. And this training, the 200-hour really is, and so is the 300. I mean, they're both open to anybody who loves yoga. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, you love your yoga practice. These trainings are going to serve you, and you're going to love being in a community. You're going to love the content. You know, if you love yoga, they're for anybody. Mm -hmm. But like you said, they also really provide a lot of confidence for people to start teaching if they haven't already or to uh, refine and deepen their their teaching mm-hmm. um, but the 200 hour is the foundational program and that starts in march and that's a similar format it'll be one weekend a month for seven months for so seven it's not months. okay yeah yeah awesome and we're taking applications anytime now yes yeah and, right. and where where can we find yeah well of course this will all be on the show notes and everything like that but since since you're right here the best place to go to see all of these options yeah true nature truenatureyoga.com and we will be posting actually I already have links on my bio uh, on Instagram and all of our socials on Rebel and Muse we have links to True Nature as well and if you're interested in in asking Danielle any questions um, it's info at truenatureyoga.com and also I'm available to love at rebelandmuse.com and we'd be happy to answer all of your questions um, anything you want to know absolutely all right. Also, are there any um, any discounts out there right now? Oh, yeah. We have an early bird uh, discount right now. You can save $500 off tuition mm-hmm. uh, if you apply and pay by December 31st, awesome. New Year's Eve. And then that's for the advanced. And then the, um, the early bird discount is good until February 1st for the um, 200 hour. 200, okay. Yeah. And, all, and all of these trainings, are, all of these programs are uh, Yoga Alliance registered or certified. So you'll Correct. be able to register yes. with Yoga Alliance. Yeah. Yep. They've been approved and all good to go. The school's in accordance with all the Yoga Alliance standards. Awesome. How fun. So I'm much, excited, Danielle. Danielle. I'm so excited. I know. Me too. <laughs> all right. Me Thank too. you so much, Danielle. And um, we will see you soon. All right. Namaste, friends. All right. Namaste. Thanks. Peace. Bye.